Welcome to the School of Radiance podcast. I'm thrilled that you have joined me today. Now, what is radiance? Radiance is the electromagnetic projection of your body, mind, spirit, and energy, as well as other aspects of yourself humming along just fine. How do we become radiant? Join the schoolofradiance.com membership for the cherry on top approach. How to enter a room and have people notice you at the right time in the right way for the right reasons. Have them be attracted to your radiance. This will positively impact your personal and professional relationships and allow you to navigate life with greater ease, beauty, and radiance. This is where I share my behind the scenes, body, mind, spirit, energy, and biohacking and detoxification practices that I don't share anywhere else. Join the membership at theschoolofradiance.com and enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Rachel Varga and I'm so excited to have you join us today here on the Rachel Varga podcast and YouTube channel. We're gonna be talking about the psychology of beauty consumerism. And this is a really important topic for you to be aware of, especially now, because we need to keep our hard-earned cash in our pockets as much as possible. And I'm here to help you guys avoid that bright, shiny object syndrome in many aspects of your life. If you're new to the show, my name is Rachel Varga. I'm a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist with nearly 10 years of experience and almost 20,000 procedures under my belt, as well as a clinical instructor in the space of aesthetics and rejuvenation. We are going to, in this episode, talk about exploring how self-awareness and knowledge can help us make more informed health and beauty decisions. This is really important. You guys are showing up here because I know that you trust my wise discernment, and I'm here to help teach you how to develop the same discernment when it comes to many aspects of your life and wellness. So we have a special guest joining us today. I'm going to introduce you here. This is Leslie Miranda joining us today. She's a psychotherapist and licensed marriage and family therapist practicing in Camarillo, California. She's a clinical trauma professional, is certified in brain spotting, EMDR, and clinical hypnotherapy. She has a special interest in the mind and body connection and helping people to connect to their success. Welcome, Leslie. It is an absolute pleasure to have you joining us today. It's so great to be here. I'm really looking forward to delving into this topic. I absolutely love having you on the show, Leslie, because you give the psychology perspective as a psychotherapist, and you know, clinical provider, because I really wanted to get you on the show here to talk about why are we so triggered to buy this or buy that, especially with celebrity endorsements and beauty consumerism, you know, purchasing, especially in certain times of the year where we're looking for maybe options for ourselves and maybe our, our loved ones. So are you excited to talk about this today? I am. I think that there's a lot of food for thought and a lot of really interesting discussion that we will have here today. 
Absolutely. And if you're new and you're watching live, there's definitely a couple of you guys hopping on live here. Leave your questions in the comment section because we are going to be answering each and every single that come each and every single question that comes through today. This is going to be really, really exciting. And be sure to hit that bell notification so that you know when I go live and also be sure to subscribe on the Rachel Varga YouTube channel and podcast. Leave a review. Let me know what you love hearing more about. So let's get into it. How do advertisers play a deep-seated human play on deep-seated human emotions to entice people to buy their products? Mm-hmm. So the way I see it is, we all have things that we're working on in our lives, maybe insecurities or desires, or, or just one way that I've heard it put is kind of like holes in the soul, and it's really an inner work job. However, because it leaves us susceptible and vulnerable, advertisers know that. And one thing that they'll consider is what is the need that they're trying to fulfill with their product? Now, there's some wonderful products and that are, you know, research based and just right on point. And that's great. You you would want to use those products. Um, However, when there's that vulnerability, there may be that propensity to kind of go for that quick fix. You're hoping that there's a quick fix. And interestingly, that can also cause a dopamine hit. So it's almost like a quick high. So oftentimes advertisers will use hypnotic techniques or they'll play on the insecurity of the person and advertise for that to compel people to make a purchase, whether it's really good for the person or not. Hypnotic techniques. What? Tell us about this. Well, hypnotic techniques, it's hypnosis is it's really using language to the way I would use hypnosis, for instance, is to help people to think better about themselves, have a great life and think positively. But language can it creates an internal story in a person's mind. And so if an advertiser doesn't have the agenda of healing for the person, but they have the agenda to sell their product, they can use images, oftentimes going to be a a very retouched image, by the way. Um, And that that goes right to the unconscious mind and image, it's really is worth more than a 1000 words. And they'll also be very careful with their wording to pull up certain things in the brain to pull up those insecurities. So maybe while we're watching it, we're feeling a little insecure. And then it says, but we've got this product again, that bright, shiny object that you talk about. And then the person goes, Oh, gosh, I want that because they want to feel better. They want to heal that insecurity and boom, they've made that purchase. All right. Let's just play in the space of world events at the moment. Mm. We're going to get a little bit serious and a little bit deep. I'm not going to use specific words because you guys all understand that. And if you don't understand why I'm not using specific words, then you have no idea what's actually happening on platforms right now. As humanity has gone through this, you know, pretty interesting time. I hate that. Getting back to normal, press unprecedented times. Those are trigger words for me. Mm-hmm. If those were to be an advertisement, I would automatically <laughs> click off. It's like, I do not want to hear those words anymore. But I really feel like so many people are being drawn to receiving something when honestly, I've only been able to find one published academic article on the topic in a very reputable journal 
and the whole paper is funded by two companies and all of the contributing physicians are also on that payroll. And so I write papers. I was entrusted by my colleagues to actually become a board member on an academic journal and peer reviewer. I take this very seriously. So I'm doing a little bit of heavy lifting for you guys. And if you want to get access to some of my resources, I'm happy to share the research articles that I've been able to find. But what we really need to use our wise discernment on is if a product's been used on the masses. You hear me talk about this all the time. So I do this in my aesthetics practice. I won't use anything that's brand new, right? Mm -hmm. Because what I've learned in nearly 10 years and almost 20,000 procedures is that you really have to go with tried and true options that have been determined to be safe and effective before having, you know, things injected in your face and your body. And this is really important because I've seen issues with, you know, non-surgical safe options. But then down the line, there's there's problems that we see and we know this. So I'm happy to share some of my resources. I'm talking a little bit in between the lines here, but uh, I think it's it's really important to know that some of the research that uh, I really wish there was more research out there. Do you kind of know what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that knowledge is is power. And so what you're encouraging is that people become empowered and consumers of knowledge and also connect to experts that maybe have various viewpoints that have various scientific backing. So that's what I'm hearing from you is to really come from a place of curiosity and dig a little deeper so that a decision can be truly informed. Yeah. I'm curious how you would encourage people to discover an expert? Like what would be your criteria for people that you would really listen to and want to hear what they have to say? Absolutely. Referral is often a great place to start. Some of my favorite providers I've been able to find through referral or simply by reaching out through a direct message or email. We're in a a very cool time right now where I've actually made more friends. Mm -hmm. I've unfortunately lost one because of crazy division that's happened, which is an absolute shame. Mm. But that's what this year has been about, unfortunately, for a lot of people. But for a lot of other people, it's been this remarkable coming together and expansion and sharing. So in fact, my, my dear mother, she was losing some of her hair quite quickly. And I said, hey, Mom, I know this great, you know, thyroid expert. He's a great guy. I've met him personally. I've chatted with him a whole bunch. I've been able to take a look at some of his free resources. Mom, why don't you connect with this with this provider? So that's one of the reasons why I like having people like you here, Leslie, is to, uh, you know, share resources. I share a number of my favorite practitioners here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Mm. Well, and I also, I I think one thing that's really cool is being able to have an open conversation with an expert and to hear what they have to say. I always appreciate having those conversations and really doing that research and an open conversation. And although human nature, we sometimes get defensive with, if we have a certain point of view, One thing I really enjoy is when there can be just a true conversation that's based on knowledge and research and almost like that quest for truth um, and connecting on that level. 
So I think in that spirit, I hope that, you know, when we're doing our research, that we're just really looking for that sense of truth and that sense of where it feels right within ourselves as well, not coming from a place of fear only. Yeah. And don't be intimidated to look at the research that's out there on a number of, you know, beauty and wellness ingredients. You can just go Mm -hmm. on, you know, Google Scholar, PubMed. Yes, some of the search engines are only going to show you specific things for a reason. Mm -hmm. We know this. We, We already know this. So try using different search engines. And if you get a little bit overwhelmed, like, oh, here's a research article on the topic I want to learn about, or this active ingredient, like vitamin A, retinol, Mm -hmm. for example, or hyaluronic acid, if you don't want to go through the whole paper, just at least look at the abstract. But some of the things I'm seeing in some of the research that's coming out is actually disclaimers or limitations of the paper. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. example, one that I looked at, the study was only a two-month study, And it was done on healthy individuals with no underlying health conditions. Hmm. So right away, those are, you know, limitations of of the study. So if you guys can find other studies out there, if you kind of are picking up what I'm laying down here, please share articles Hmm. with me because I'm such a nerd. I love looking at articles. And if you want to get access on a couple articles for various topics, just reach out. Send me an email, info at rachelvarga.com. .ca, I can usually find stuff pretty quick. I think one thing that I always keep in mind is doing my best to be open to changing my mind. Sometimes it's really tough. Like in, for instance, I studied EMDR. It's wonderful. I love it. It's great modality. I thought I had like the key. Then I learned brain spotting and I had to go, wow, there's something like really super cool out there. But I've seen sometimes people hold on to that one perspective and it limits growth. So ultimately it's totally okay if we have a different opinion a year from now on something based on our research. And I just want to you know, make sure that, that it's clear. We don't have to hold on to a rigid point of view if we get updated information over time. A hundred percent. I'll kind of add a layer to that because we're going to talk about like layers of beauty and wellness and it's never just in one thing. That's unfortunately some of the hypnotics behind advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, But but it's important to be able to adapt and evolve your insight and opinions and not get brainwashed Mm. (laughs) because I'm actually I'm seeing it. And we just have to be careful what, you know, celebrities and experts are telling us about certain things and really going to the clinical data. Hmm. And that's one thing that I also learned in my hypnosis training is when we're feeling stressed or a little worn down, we're more suggestible to hypnotic suggestion. So some people are kind of walking around in a state of hypnosis all the time. They don't realize that they're suggestible to all these influences. So part of it is having that strength, which I think inner health is one component. And then that psychological strength, doing the inner work like we've talked about, can make us a little bit better able to discern and make a clear-headed decision. I feel like that's what this year has been all about. It's using your wise discernment and really trusting what's in your gut. So um, say, for example, if you are seeing something or you're hearing something, you're kind of like, 
uh, I don't know. It's like you really have to integrate that and unpack why you're feeling that way. And it's not a bad thing. It's like doing the shadow work like we've mm-hmm. talked about in a previous episode. But to understand that when you hear information, there's usually agendas why mm-hmm. you're hearing that mm-hmm. uh, in such a way. And yeah, just as you mentioned before, like the claims that people will sometimes make is to work on the subconscious of us. Yeah. And I really want to just highlight what you just said, that if something is feeling off, it's okay to take a little time and explore what's off. Maybe it is just an inner work thing, or there's something to look at. Maybe there is an opportunity to consult with some experts or have a one-on-one appointment and ask more questions. But I do think it's important to take action from a place of balance and centeredness and not when we're feeling misaligned. So I just wanted to make sure the listeners heard that point that you made because it's such a great one. I love that. Thank you. All right. I really want to get into something here. How does celebrity endorsement contribute to this dynamic? And it's funny because with current events, we can also add the lens of experts in various faculties. Mm. Mm. Well, f- well, first of all, as far as experts, I think that we we sometimes want to feel that we're in better hands. Sometimes we are. I mean, absolutely. I will consult with experts in various things I've consulted with you. Um, But I also think there can be a tendency to take away our own power and our own ability to discern. And there are are occasions when people will completely forfeit that and just kind of go with what an authority says. And I think it's important to always maintain that sense of agency. As far as celebrities go, No, especially this year, it's been a tough year. And for some people, it's felt very mundane. And when we see celebrities at like on Instagram or whatever, there's this, it's that part of the mystique is that there's this fantasy and they have the best team and the photographers and they're, they're putting out their Instagram life. And like we talked about earlier, it may play on the insecurity of the person and it may start to just pull on those little heartstrings and could bring up more insecurity and make people want to purchase to kind of think that they're going to be connected with that celebrity somehow, that they can have a little piece of it. And so by buying a product that's being endorsed, whether it's a good product or not, it, it makes a person buy into that fantasy and perhaps it's almost like a placebo. However, what is getting missed is the person's own sense of agency and their ability to make their life amazing and have their own awesome life that's true and authentic, not just based on this fantasy that they're seeing. I think that's really interesting. And without naming names, because I'm not about that. I'm not about like picking on people. In fact, when you guys asked me to do celebrity plastic surgery reviews, those are probably my least favorite things to do. And they're actually my most highly performing videos on YouTube. It's like I have one talking about lower eye bags where I look at JLo and Olivia Wilde and it's over 60,000 views. That stuff is like my least favorite stuff. It's like the body, mind, spirit, energy. That's what's re- that's what really lights me up. And then in consultation, we can go over specific recommendations. Mm-hmm. But there was a recent celebrity launch. And I, obviously, I'm not going to say who that was because this has the opportunity to overlap in so many different aspects. And 
I started to do a little bit of investigation on this line. I went to the website. I'm like, great, you know, hopefully this is a great line that's coming out. It's being touted as, you know, having clean and not actually those words weren't used clean ingredients, but it was said to have, you know, olive oil as one of the key ingredients in it. I've never seen olive oil in medical grade skincare in all of my years whatever, maybe there's new research on it, I'm not aware of. But what I noticed was I went onto this website, and there was no ingredients list. I'm like, show me an ingredients list before I order or before I do a pre order of it. So what's happening is that people are pre ordering products. And there's no ingredients list, they don't understand what they're actually purchasing and putting on their bodies or potentially in their bodies if there's some type of supplement line with it. And this is really also interesting, I did a poll on my Instagram, the Rachel Varga official Instagram, and I did a little question and it was yes or no. Do you care about the ingredients of a skincare line or do you check the ingredients before purchasing? 90% of the participants said yes and 10% said no. So if someone's a just diehard fan of a celebrity, they may not care about ingredients or even understand that that's a concept that they should be aware of. And it is. And so I, you know, I said something on online, you know, why would you buy products if you can't find an ingredients list? And I feel like someone on IG knew who I was talking about. And so they sent me a post with an ingredients list saying, here's the ingredient list for this line. And I looked at it and it was just a social media blurb saying something along the lines of it's got hyaluronic acid, it's got peptides, it's got growth factors, and it doesn't have parabens and maybe two other toxins. But that's not an ingredients list. An ingredients list is, you know, the chemical names of products. And just a reminder, you want to be avoiding things like parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, and of course, not tested on animals. And a lot of these big brands they are under the umbrella of sometimes other large brands like the perfume, fragrance, and beauty uh, industry it can sometimes be under a handful of brands and they do test on animals. So if they don't say not testing on animals, they probably do. And it's, it's really, really important to know that. And I, I think this is also where being connected to experts and being able to share with someone like, Hey, what do you think about this, this product and have someone whose opinion you really trust, you know, share and say, well, here's something to consider. I think that that's so important. And again, in this day and age, we really have that opportunity to connect with people all over the world and check in about the product. But I think that's concerning if the full ingredient list isn't there because we don't really know what's being put in the product and then again on ourselves. And there may be some people that have some considerations that should not be using a particular product. And so this is where we really want to be connected to people that we trust that can definitely provide a thorough researched medical evaluation. And there's a bit of overlap with that. And also, why would you purchase something that's new on the market mm. that hasn't been used on the masses, mm -hmm. right? You know, their formulation might not actually be that great. And what I've seen in the industry is with both technology and products, 
usually the second or third, Mm. um, you know, generation of it or reformulation is great based on customer feedback. So I don't necessarily like to recommend jumping on the bandwagon of pre-order or first to market Mm -hmm. in well, pretty much anything, either medical or cosmetic, this isn't medical advice. This is educational info only. If you think you have a health condition, you must seek the guidance of a physician or before making lifestyle modifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I think being able to, to really consult with an expert and have something that's specialized. And also, I think the thing that's deceptive in some of this marketing is to think that you know, you're going to open your Christmas present and this a product will be in there. You'll put it on your face or do whatever the product is. And then you'll wake up the next day and pure radiance. And, and obviously the thing that I really love about your podcast and where I've learned so much is that you often just talk about all of the, the compilation of things that produces radiance. And truthfully, I think it takes a lot of discipline, even if you have the right product for yourself, it's not the one time you use it. It's the the compilation of times that you've used it. It's the daily practice that produces the best result. So again, being really aware that there really isn't usually a quick fix, um, but it's really a matter of a, a number of approaches. Absolutely. And one of the things I get such a kick out of is reading these hotshot beauty editors mm. give their, you know, 411 immediately my skin looked and felt more radiant or Mm. it's going to make your skin radiant and like all these claims that don't really like mean anything it's like what means something to me is if my client's skin feels smoother more Mm. hydrated glassier and just like better and healthier in general those are claims that i'd rather hear these beauty you know these editors talk about as opposed to my skin was immediately (laughs) more radiant yes (laughs) That's pretty funny. So when we're talking about, you know, what is the magic formula Mm. for radiance and charisma and how do we get our hands on it? Well, there is no quick, quick option for this. Honestly, I see a higher level of radiance in my clients who are 60 and up Mm -hmm. because they've cultivated their body, mind, spirit, Mm. energy practices. And this is something that I actually had you know, I was actually living in LA and I have a background in theater and I learned some things from acting and then also became a therapist, worked in Studio City and worked with actors. And I did notice that there is one thing that an actor can cultivate and any of us can cultivate to create radiance and charisma. And that is connection with oneself and confidence. And by confidence, it doesn't mean like posturing or anything like that. It's really about knowing who we are, becoming very comfortable, magnifying our strengths, and then putting that into the world. That in my mind, that's the true magic formula um, that any of us can tap into that can produce that result. And it doesn't come in... Uh, advertisers and marketing. It's really about the connection we have with ourselves, And then when we bring that into the world. I will share something that I kind of see when I walk past someone or I drive past someone and they just like make eye contact with me and just give me this like little smile. Mm -hmm. And it's funny every now and again, I'll go past a man or a woman and they'll just share like a nice little quick eye glance and a smile. And I'm like, they know what's going on. It's Uh the funniest thing, but I get it at least a couple times a day. Oh, that's fun. I love that. 
Mm -hmm. So just pay attention. It's like we're forgetting to make eye contact with people and it's kind of scary, right? Mm. We have these things covering our faces and we're just like keeping our head down because people are kind of weird right now. And it's like, don't forget to really cultivate that human connection wherever you can. Being mm -hmm. gracious, saying thank you, being kind, really coming from your heart space as opposed to, you know, some of the other things that might be running in the background that potentially could have been put there intentionally through, you know, hypnotic through media mm -hmm. advertising. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point to just maintain that connection and be aware if we're becoming too inward, but and to realize that we still can make eye contact and we still can even just share energy through a quick, you know, gaze and exchange. And you're also talking about putting good energy forward. Yes. And actually, that's going to be a future talk. If you guys haven't heard the lesson and episode here with Stacey Honky, she is a speaker. And, you know, if you're wanting to cultivate charisma and radiance and how you are living your life, that is going to be an episode to listen to because we're going to be sharing how with you and your work, you can get a benefit as well when you're sharing love, you're sharing joy in however you're working, whether you're, you know, pumping gas or serving coffee, it doesn't really matter as long as you're doing it in a certain way, you're serving others, but you're also serving yourself in return. Mm -hmm. To just have that joy in the work experience and what we're giving out into the world. It's great. It'd be a good, good one to listen to. Yeah. All right. So we had a question come through. Um, the Rachel Varga podcast often describes the various layers that contribute to beautiful skin and health. What are these layers and how do they impact each other? Leslie, why don't you go first with your take on what you've learned on the show and then okay. I'll find my review. I've always really loved how you've put this about layers and it's just helped me make the, these concepts cohesive about the relationship with health and beauty. And one of the things that I've learned, if you've talked about, it's not just the one thing that contributes to radiance and health. It's perhaps, you know, taking the right nutrients in your body, getting perhaps some cosmetic procedures, but doing the daily routine and also having the mindset work. And the idea isn't, is that all of those things are synergistic and contribute to overall health and radiance. And I guess one thing I wanted to share is that what I found is that right now I'm, I'm a mother and I'm a nursing mother. And so there are certain things that I'm not going to be able to do right now, um, you know, for my skin and whatnot. Um, but what's really cool is noticing how the other layers can hold everything up pretty well, basically, you know, it's keeping it together, uh, you know, to just put it plainly. And so that's been really interesting to see how it truly is a synergistic effect. And I think that it could be easy to rely on just one thing that perhaps is a powerful intervention. Um, but I'm really thinking that over time, it would miss the, the radiance would probably start to fade without like you've described those layers that all contribute to each other. And it's kind of fun. It's like we're here on planet Earth. We're in these gorgeous human bodies. We have the ability to really care for ourselves or we can live like 99% of the population. I had this really funny review on the Rachel Bark podcast. It was the only negative review I've ever had. And it said something along the lines of, 
you know, Rachel isn't grounded in what 99% of women are doing. It's like, huh, you think? <laughs> so it was funny. I mean, that listener, they weren't getting the message as like, we want to live differently. We do not want to live in the way that we are being hypnotized to live. Mm. And there's this whole subset of people that I've been meeting through virtual consultations from all over the world. And these people have it going on. Leslie, you are one of those people. And it's like just people who are attracted to the to what I'm doing here on the show, this work, my consultations. You guys are amazing. And you guys care about your bodies. A lot of these people are biohackers. Uh, even if that word doesn't resonate with you, you could put another frame on it. You just simply live in a way that feels good for you. Body, mm -hmm. mind, spirit, energy. And you're paying attention to that. And when you feel maybe one of those aspects or layers of yourself wavering, maybe do something else to kick it up a notch. So yesterday I played, you know, my guitar for six hours and I play a lot of like Pink Floyd renditions. It's very calming. It's very soothing. And getting creative is absolutely one of the ways I recharge or getting out in nature. We can't forget to do that instead of just going straight to our phone because unfortunately media on our phones aren't necessarily contributing to enhancing our, our skin, our health, mm -hmm. our radiance, um, a better life. But just just look for the the speakers and the platforms that when you listen to it, it makes you feel really good. And that's so great. I love like playing guitar to think that you're using just such a different part of your brain and it's musical and it's nonverbal. And I would be curious about like, how your sleep was, if that was different, or even like with REM sleep, when you introduce something new into the mix like that, your brain incorporates it in such a different way. And, you know, it's like such a powerful intervention. So I think that's, that's cool. And it's such a good point about creating balance and finding ways to maybe do activities that veer from our normal day to day activities. Yeah, definitely. Well, the thing is, I got this little aura ring right here, so I can definitely track it. You do too. I mean, fellow beautiful biohacker here. Us ladies who actually care about our personal clinical data and will mm -hmm. make modifications accordingly. And my latency, uh, my REM sleep, everything, my deeps, all that is impacted when we do certain things before our sleep, avoiding heavy carb-rich meals. Uh, I really like the little teaspoon of honey trick. Uh, if, if you want to improve your sleep, which is such a, it's a beast of a topic. Uh, one of my favorite resources was actually the Dave Asprey Sleep Challenge. It's mm. a really affordable program. It was like $30. And it's totally changed my sleep game. I blackout windows. I have air purifiers going in my room. I don't have any disgusting LED lights throwing off the junk light before bed. I do like plug in Himalayan salt lamps everywhere mm. and nothing overly stimulating before bed. Mm. Well, that's great. I, I think some of the best ideas people have had while they're dreaming. So it's so important to take care of our sleep and again, doing something different like singing, playing music during the day, oftentimes our brain gets to incorporate and synthesize things in a slightly different way than it would have if we just went to work that day. So it can do really good things for our creativity, but also allow us to dream and envision for whatever's next in our lives. 
And doing a dream journal, I actually have uh, really cool dreams and I have throughout my whole life. No, it's not attributed to mold because if you have mold in your body, you're probably going to have crazy dreams. But I I kind of always have. And it's funny, I, I, I don't mind sharing this. I actually had a dream the other night that I had an acupuncture needle in an area of my body that I'd never had a needle on before. And I've been dealing with, you know, headaches and all sorts of things related to um, a collision for well over a year. Mm-hmm. Some of you guys know this, some of you not. That's why I have to take such good care of myself and go in the ocean to help me uh, deal with pain and uh, mm-hmm. my nervous system to do that reset. That's why I will put my body in those situations because I get a benefit from it. And then mm-hmm. I just mentioned, it's like, you know, is there an acupuncture point there? And then my, my mm-hmm. TCM guy was like, actually, that's like a main channel. Wow. So it's really interesting, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but don't under, don't downplay different signals that your body or your subconscious might be giving you to help you live a healthier, more joyful, more beautiful, more radiant life. And this is really, really important because let's say you hadn't spent, you know, time singing and playing guitar and doing some clearing when you go to sleep, your brain has to work to clear out all the surface junk. It's kind of like having a pile of paper on your desk. And, you know, it's just your brain has to go to that pile before it can go into the deep drawers. And so when we are being hypnotized before bed, when we're watching content that is triggering, troublesome, any of that, we're actually giving our brain a lot more work. So oftentimes people aren't going to get those cool dreams like what you just described because they've got clutter that they've got to clear. So, but when we're clear and we do some of the things that you've suggested and put our heads on that pillow and dream, our brains can actually go deeper and look, isn't that powerful that your body, your brain said, here you go, here's what's going to help you. So that's, those are the best. I'm not necessarily sure if it was my brain. Okay. Sure. That's a whole I understand what topic. you're saying. I understand. <laughs> that might be a little bit woo, <laughs> but, but honestly, like it, information that's best for our body, mind, spirit, energy is ours for the taking. We just have to ask for it, right? Be grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned when we're in that aspect of, of being that type of pillar that we are, we are going to be the most honed in version of ourselves, whether you want to call that authentic. I don't like using that word. JJ Virgin actually ruined Mm -hmm. everything. I had her on the show. She's like, I can't stand it. People say that they're authentic. You shouldn't say you're authentic. Mm -hmm. You should always be striving to live your most truest self. You Mm -hmm. will be your most truest self and have your most beautiful conversations when you are grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned uh, with your being body and energetics. It's really important. Those are key to, uh, those are key aspects to cultivating radiance. Mm -hmm. And one possible layer I'd love to share with your listeners is that before we go to bed, we're actually oftentimes enter a hypnotic state. When we're in that kind of thing where most people are sitting there, feet kicked up, they're watching TV, and they're just sort of flatlining a bit, you know, but their mind's still working. So it's actually a time, if you wanted to, if you want to influence whatever's going on, on in the mind and spirit, turn the TV off, write some affirmations put some positive energy, think about what you want for the next day or for your life, because that you're more suggestible. And so it's actually some a message you can give to your unconscious mind to take that in and incorporate. So just wanted to share that tip if it's helpful to anybody. 
Yeah. And the question that we received here, what are these layers and how do they impact each other? Well, when you impact your your physical health, you start to feel better. Your your brain starts to become clearer. Your hormones are more balanced. Your emotions are going to become a little bit more balanced. And the more that we can really cultivate balance is going to just help us, you know, cruise through whatever life throws at us. There are definitely a number of individuals who are very resilient and adaptive at this time. And then there's lots that are just having a really hard go right Mm -hmm. now. And I recently did a post, but there's two things that have saved me this year. One of those things is prayer and surrendering. Mm -hmm. So my lineage, I'm very open about saying this. I come from a very deep, rich Christian lineage. My great-grandmother was the second ordained female evangelical minister in Canada. And that's just my lineage. And that's cool. And you can be spiritual in whatever other type of lineage. And that's all good. But just play to your strengths, right? Mm -hmm. And so I pray and I surrender. And we can't forget that we have that available to us, whoever, Mm. oh, we just got a heart. Love it. Mm. See, when I'm brave and I share, Mm. I get that response back. So thank you so much. Whoever liked that live, that that really means a lot to me. Mm. So pray to whoever you pray to surrender your thoughts, surrender your worries. And also another really weird thing is making peace with the unresolvables. So we should get another like or thumbs up here. (laughs) But there has been so much conflicting information. And in fact, uh, one of the docs I've had on the show here before, Dr. Deb Matthews, lovely physician, she was actually one of those experts that you would see on TV right? Sharing their two cents of what's going on here, what's going on there. She's like, Rachel, I can't, I can't anymore because all of the data and all the information, you know, this week we got to do this, this week we got to do this. She's like, I can't do that anymore. It doesn't feel ethically responsible. So making peace with the unresolvables this year is also something that saved me. And that's very different than putting on the rose-colored lenses or sticking your head in the sand, Mm. making peace with the unresolvable. You probably haven't heard this described in this way, but it's when something comes your way and you know it's crazy talk, right? Mm-hmm. You've, you, you've tuned into your own wise discernment. You're like, that is not pertaining to my reality. And that's, that, you know, that could be someone else's reality and that's fine, right? But making peace with the unresolvables, knowing that there's so much happening right now on the planet you know, who knows what the full end game is. Mm. And that's kind of the interesting part. It's like, we're, we're all kind of working together. We're learning new ways of developing our body, mind, spirit energy at this insane rate. And we're all sharing information. When you look at it that way, it's actually a really beautiful time. Mm. Oh, that's, that's just a wonderful point. And I think that when we're accessing that sense of peace with the unresolvable, we may be a lot less likely to uh, make that immediate purchase and try to just fill something that we think is going to be the missing link. But we have the opportunity to really have discernment and to snap out of that hypnosis and wake up and be conscious consumers about our life and protective of our health. I love it. And if you're curious about, okay, what is conscious consumerism? I have this other fabulous interview series with Stacey Lindsay. She's the previous articles editor from Goop. She's someone who I made friends with earlier this year. I met her in New York last year and we just connected and, you know, 
It's like I got a friend in LA, got a visitor, made another friend in San Francisco, got to visit her at some point. But for now, it's all online. But that's but that's all good. But one of the things I shared in another recent video about a conscious consumerism is packaging. So mm -hmm. I actually won't work with products or recommend products that have too much acrylic plastic packaging. Mm -hmm. I, this is just one of the reasons why I love working with you, learning from you is you, you shared that. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's really true. I hadn't thought about that. And you had mentioned that it may be a sign that they're trying to kind of like wow you with the packaging luxury and packaging yeah, yeah. BS term <laughs> luxury skincare, luxury packaging. What does that mean? More plastic? Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Not mm. for me. <laughs> So I love what you're saying is that to make our purchases in line with our values as well and be aware of where they may be, as you put it, shiny, not shiny object in front of us. And it's so clear to me when I see brands and companies do this, it's like, oh my gosh, look at this luxury bottle. That, like, mm -hmm. seriously, I'm that person that reads the comments because it gives me a bit of like my finger on the the pulse of what's going on or like the barometer of, of how people are responding to those types of comments saying, oh my gosh, it looks so beautiful. I want to buy it just because the pretty box or the pretty packaging. It's like, really? Ah. <laughs> And that's kind of the hypnosis is totally. making us like distracting us and we're looking and thinking that that's what we want rather than again, taking that step back and having some discernment and really looking into the fine lines. Yeah. And the companies that I've worked with um, that care about ingredients, they also seriously care about their packaging as well. So mm -hmm. there's always a correlation. So if you see, you know, this product comes in like luxury packaging, that that should actually be like a yellow or red flag. Mm, that's really interesting. That's such a great point. Yeah. Ask me another question of what we should be aware of to be conscious consumers right now. Oh, well, again, it, I think that there's so much information out there obviously it's different than in our grandparents era where like my grandmother, I'd ask her questions. She was Google. She knew it. Now the information <laughs> out there, but part of it is we don't necessarily know how to think about the information, especially when it's conflicting or there's two different points of view. So it's like, how do we develop that sense of discernment and become our own researcher? How do we do that effectively? Well, first of all, listen to like every episode that I talk about because there's little breadcrumbs, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the more of the information that I'm putting out there, I'm doing this to train you listening to become your, you know, your best sidekick, right? Be like, oh, okay, maybe Rachel said, you know, don't do that, avoid that ingredient. Oh, that ingredient is good. However, I will also say that just because you see ingredients listed on the back of the bottle doesn't actually mean that they're stable or active. And hyaluronic acid is one of these because there's so many different molecular sizes. Some of the HA molecule, which is water loving, which is wonderful. Um, the molecules are actually too big to even enter the cell. Mm. And that's really important. The molecular size is very different than say, just having that ingredient on the back of the bottle. Just something, you know, food for thought. That's why I like working with products that actually do clinical research on their formulations. Uh, so that's the biggest difference between like luxury skincare and mm -hmm. medical grade, clinical formulated, clinically formulated and mm -hmm. clinically researched. So I'm hearing you say like 
really be a good student. Listen, like get some content. I mean, there really is a lot of great information on your podcast and like keep learning and asking questions. Yeah. And when you, when you tune in to, you know, these shows and if you're on social media, send me a direct message at Rachel Varga official. Like, as I said, I dropped one of the insights that, uh, someone who watches, you know, my feed and had paid attention to some of my videos showed me an ingredients list for Rachel. Here's the ingredients list. Oh, that is not an ingredients list. Mm. And then it gave me something to talk about to help you. So yeah, don't be a stranger. Just reach out. Mm. All right. So Leslie, do you have any final words for this talk on, you know, conscious consumerism and the psychology of beauty consumerism? Mm. It's been really great discussion. And I just think that we, we have to always start with ourselves and, and I, I, the way I phrase it is like our hearts, like what's in our hearts and taking care of the inner and strengthening ourselves. And that's, the first circle that I think we want to address. And then from there, there's an opportunity to look at our relationships and our connections and our nutrition and what we put on our bodies, what we put in our bodies. But I think that to think that the answer is always somewhere far away from us is going to create a reaching and it's going to take us a little off balance. And, and it's okay to reach and sometimes even be off balance, but I think we want to know how to come back to our center and engage in the behaviors that are going to ground us and ultimately to fill up our hearts with love and be okay just enjoying a day, enjoying the moments and uh, to see if we can turn the volume down on some of the busyness. So again, just start within cultivating that sense of self-love and that will have a ripple effects around us. Yeah, it really does. But also there is something to be said for getting some one-on-one customized guidance. So I'm just going to do a little bit of shameless plug here. So you can always book your one-on-one session with me at rachelvarga.ca and I can help you figure out which at-home and in-clinic options can help you. And I see this a lot, um, you know, clients, men and women from all over the world and in between meeting with me and they're telling me that they're spending, you know, X amount of dollars on one product previously when that X amount of dollars could get like their whole basic skin routine with me, Mm -hmm. right? Cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, scrub, and everything customized just to what you need. So I work with a ton of different brands and there's a reason for that. You won't necessarily see me dropping information on specific products and brands on these platforms just because my recommendations actually might be changing all the time based on what's new what i see performing what i see people keep coming back for so it's just nice for you guys to know that and to support what you're saying when i look for an expert i love when i go oh my gosh i didn't know that wow i never thought of that oh my that's great information are you this resource and i always have that experience when i'm working with you so, you know, I hope that pe- people hearing this will know that you have a lot of information to provide on many, many levels, mind, body, and spirit. So um, wonderful resource and definitely encourage people to do that one-on-one. Fabulous. Thank you. And also on the flip side, I want to recommend that um, we have a lot of listeners from California. So uh, you are in California, Leslie. So reach out to Leslie at lesliemirandalmft.com 
uh, her information, Leslie's information is also in the show notes. If you're interested in a little extra guidance and support, this time of year can be really tough and challenging for a lot of people. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you. You know, tune in, send me an email, reach out. Don't be a stranger. Say hello. I'm a person just like you. And also to Leslie, um, as a psychotherapist, if you need a little bit of, you know, just guidance and to check in with someone right now. Hmm. Wouldn't you acknowledge that sometimes this can be a really difficult time for people? It's absolutely been a difficult time and it's made us change up our patterns and how we've even like structured our lives and what we even thought was like just status quo for what our lives can be. So it's totally fine to reach out and connect with people who might have resources or might have some support or provide guidance on, on some things that could be helpful and to just normalize that. Yeah, it's, it's been a time where things have changed. And sometimes when things change, stuff comes up and it's okay to connect with people when stuff comes up and ask for help if needed. And being uncomfortable isn't necessarily a bad sign because growth comes from times of discomfort. You realize that, oh, you know, maybe I should do more of this. So I feel better because of this happening. And then you develop this new, you know, self-care strategy. So don't be afraid of feeling uncomfortable. And even if you feel triggered by something, really, why are you feeling triggered by something? And maybe even reach out to that person that you felt triggered by. There's a good chance you probably misunderstood them. And don't be surprised in your reactions as well as the reactions of others at this time. So if something makes you feel uncomfortable, it's okay to maybe voice and communicate that because you actually don't know if there's been some miscommunication just because there are things things are pretty wild right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what you're saying is us just like practicing empathy and to realize that very likely we're all just doing the best that we can. Yeah, and a lot of us are. There's a lot of really good people on the world right now. I really think that a lot of us are here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as healers, as you know, potentially even light workers in our own right. That's definitely a word that resonates with me mm-hmm. and might resonate with you as well. But just remember to spread a little love and joy in whatever you're doing, whatever your work is. Mm-hmm. Make eye contact with people, you know, smile, even if they can't see your mouth, you know, smile with their eyes. One thing I do a lot as I do this little prayer symbol because my clients can't see me smiling at them. So I'll do, you know, a little prayer and something like put my hands up in that position. And um, we're kind of finding new ways to communicate. And I'm definitely noticing a little bit of an upswing in more nonverbal communication, Mm. which is really, really cool in my interactions with people. And I postulate that you, Leslie, are in your clinical work and hypnotherapy are also seeing a little bit more of that nonverbal surge right now. Well, absolutely. And it's, it's hard to, to understand it all, but it's important, I think, to be open to all, all of the insights, intuitions, just little, little kind of nudgings on the soul and create space to pay attention. And as you're also saying, create that connection with other people any way that we can and it feels appropriate. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, everybody. I think that's everything we wanted to cover today in talking about, you know, celebrity endorsements, consumerism, the magical formula for radiance and charisma. You know, what are the different layers to beautiful skin, beautiful health? It really comes from what you're doing all of the time. So having a really good basic skincare routine, maybe adding things like dermal rolling with actives and maybe some other extras like eye creams and serums and masks and things like that. There is a little bit of a method to the madness. So that's really where I come in. And it's really fun for you to investigate the different layers that make you feel better. Look at it like a journey. Try something new. One of the things I talk about in my ebook, Unlocking Your Vitality, is these are what my most radiant clients are doing is they are trying new and exciting things like horseback riding, getting in nature, you know, going to different places near you that you're allowed to go to and you know trying maybe some new dishes or some new foods but just do things that light you up as one of my favorite authors Rebecca Campbell says she's a really fun person if you haven't checked out some of her books light is a new black rise sister rise and um, honestly those two books are really actually what encouraged me to actually get on these platforms believe it or not about two years ago wow that's so cool yeah. So there are some really cool people out there doing some neat uh, things at this time. And she's definitely one of them. And I'm putting out there, she's going to be on the podcast. I have met her in person. Uh, she just had a little one as well. And so stay tuned for that one, guys. <laughs> All right. Lastly, as always, it's a pleasure having you on as our Rachel Varga podcast psychotherapist. You've been here many times. Always love having you here. It is just such a pleasure. It just feels like a breath of fresh air. And I just love sharing ideas with you. And I just love continuing to learn from each of your podcasts. All right, everybody, have a fabulous rest of your day. Be sure to share this episode. We dropped a lot of little nuggets that I think are really important in these times, very current things to be aware of using your wise discernment following the research. And if you're intimidated by looking at research articles, at least just look at the abstract. You can usually find the abstracts for free when you're searching for content. Also, if you want to send me an email or even a direct message on social media, my links are in the description of this episode here, whatever platform you're on, Facebook, uh, YouTube, or the Rachel Virgo podcast. I'm happy to send you research articles on various topics. And Elizabeth says, hi, I'll watch the replay. Yeah, these, you know, comment hashtag replay. I love to see who tunes into these shows. All right, guys, until next time, be well, be a wise, discerning consumer. Do what makes you feel good. Body, mind, spirit, energy. Pay attention to those nuggles, niggles. Get good sleep. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Share a little joy in your interactions with your eyes and your smiles. You never know if that little bright smile might just kind of make someone's day. You know, hold the door open for somebody if you're out and about doing some of your shopping right now. If you, if you're not locked down. <laughs> all right, I love you all so much, Leslie. It's always a pleasure having you on here. Have a fabulous. Yeah, I mean, the pleasure is all mine. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Bye.